0: Welcome to Fit Mom Life to the Fullest Podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hey ladies, thanks for joining me for this bonus episode. I am so excited to be here with you. And if you're listening to this, you're probably pregnant or breastfeeding, or maybe you're just getting a little jump on things and want to be prepared for if and when you are. So Welcome to all of you. And some of you listening, you might be pregnant or breastfeeding and it might not even be your first baby. It might be your third, might be your fifth. I don't know. I know for me, there was so much I learned with each pregnancy and each baby that I was like, oh my goodness, I'm still learning things. With my third, with Judah, I started listening to a pregnancy podcast and I was like, oh my goodness, (laughs) there's all these things and all this information that I did not even know when I had two babies that I was like, oh, that's cool that that's an option, or oh, that's a nice way of doing things. So wherever you're at, I'm happy you're tuning in, and maybe this can also help somebody that you know who is pregnant or breastfeeding. There are a lot of misconceptions around pregnancy, nutrition, especially in breastfeeding nutrition, so I'm just kind of trying to dispel some of that today and let you know what is considered, you know, healthy. I'm also gonna be talking about for average pregnancy, so I'll get into that in a second. We're just gonna go kind of down the road of what I did in pregnancy, like how I take this, because um, there obviously are standards and things like that. But then there's that real life application, so I'm gonna hopefully give you a little bit of freedom within that and share with you how I kind of approach things. But firstly, because I have to get this out there first, I have a little just bullet. Point outline here, and my first bullet says, Not a doctor disclaimer. (laughs) So I have to cover that. I am in no way a doctor, and you should always check with your healthcare provider at all times when you're starting health and fitness routine, but especially during pregnancy, because there is so much variability here. Where I am not talking about high risk pregnancies, I'm not talking about special cases where somebody might have struggled with an eating disorder beforehand and it's a more touchy thing talking about weight during this. So take this with a grain of salt today. I am really directing the flow of this podcast to the average woman who is going into pregnancy at an average weight, not technically underweight or overweight. There are different numbers and different scales for those of us who are underweight or overweight. I'm not trying to be exclusive. I just don't want to try to generalize that. If you Google it, if, if you do fall into one of those categories and you're like, well, I was overweight when I got pregnant, you can still walk away with a lot of information from this. I think, I, b- I believe you will, but there are different tables of, you know, like different um, curves and graphs that are going to tell you different weight gains and things like that, because it's, it's just a little bit different. For those who are starting underweight or overweight, but I think there's so much variability there in those two categories that I don't even want to read off what those numbers would be because I think it's so dependent on you and your situation. If you're, you know, 10 pounds overweight because you're hanging on to some baby weight from your previous pregnancy, that's different than if you're starting off 60 or 70 pounds overweight. You're gonna, it's gonna look different for you. I, what you, you know, is healthy for you to gain. What you should be looking at. Each trimester and things like that, so that you definitely want to talk with your provider about. But that is my big old disclaimer: is talk to your healthcare provider. I'm going to give you some general, like a general framework, and then again, like I said, share with you what I do. So, in general, we're all starting from a very different place when you are getting, you know, when you conceive, when you're pregnant. I personally, I've had four pregnancies, I have three babies, and on Earth, I should say. And I started at pretty much different weights for all of them. Um, but in general, the average, you know, within like a 10-pound fluctuation, all of those were considered like healthy weights, though. It wasn't in the underweight or overweight category. So in general, a person who is considered in a average category, so not underweight or overweight, in general, 25 to 35 pounds is considered a healthy gain for the average pregnancy. And I say healthy kind of in air quotes, that it is true. um, It's considered healthy. However, gaining 20 pounds could still be healthy. Gaining 40 pounds could still be healthy. That's just the age range that is, not age range, poundage range that is given that seems for most women what is going to be healthy for them and their baby. Now, before we get into what how many calories ish you need during each trimester. I want to say that I, if you were looking at this and saying, okay, 25 to 35 pounds. So that probably means this by this trimester, this by this trimester. This is where already I want to let you know there's so much variability. When I went to the doctor's office, they're like, okay, typically you don't gain anything first trimester, but then you typically gain this second trimester. And then by the third trimester, you're gaining like half a pound a week or a pound a week. I have never gone that way in any of my pregnancies. In every single pregnancy, I put on 10 pounds like immediately. <laughs> I I have joked before that I pan the stick and I gain 10 pounds because it totally seems that way. I, like most women, have a rough first trimester and I will turn to bland carbs to try to keep my nausea down and this is just how it goes. I think also first trimester I work out the least. Typically I'm still working out three to four times a week. I definitely drop my um, frequency, but this is, this is how it goes for me. First trimester I put on 10 pounds and then I'm the, I'm the complete opposite by third trimester. I'm usually staying the same from like weeks 30 to 40 because I just feel so full after each Meal because I'm so big. (laughs) So I eat like smaller increments all the time. So I would not focus if I were you so much on the like timetables of I should be at this weight now or I should be at this. Cause I'm going to tell you every single pregnancy, I'm like, oh man, I'm definitely going to pass the 35 pounds this time because I've gained so much right away. Or like by 20 weeks, I've gained like 20 pounds. Um, It's always averaged out for me. I think that's something to just kind of be aware of. There's a pregnant client that I'm working with right now who we're also working on macros and things which is interesting think about that as during pregnancy but it's her second pregnancy and she was concerned with like gaining too much weight and this is something we've kind of been looking at as we go is okay it's a it's a lot about listening to your body And trying to decipher what's true hunger or, you know, we don't want to just take the pregnancy pass and say, okay, uh, I got to feed baby. So if I have this craving, it's got to be for the baby. Like baby wants Oreos, baby wants a sundae. We've all heard that and joked about that. And I think there's totally room for that. I absolutely give myself more leeway when I'm pregnant. And most cravings I will go with, really funny, this is such a bizarre one my last pregnancy. I have not had a hot dog in like 20 years. <laughs> I don't know. My parents came to me when I was a kid, but I definitely stopped eating them maybe when I was 15. So maybe not that long. But I last pregnancy was just like, oh my gosh, I could kill for a hot dog. Like I just really want a hot dog right now. So bizarre. And I was like, Brittany, you're not having hot dogs. So I tried to fight that craving real bad. And then At some family party, people were grilling up hot dogs. And I was like, all right, here's the time. And I had one hot dog that whole with Judah, this previous pregnancy. My husband was like, whoa, he'll eat anything. He does not care. He's so much more lax than me. But I just get grossed out by them. It's not even the nutrition thing. Well, it, it is the nutrition thing, but I mean, it's not a calorie thing at all. Um, it's just the actual contents of a hot dog that I don't usually do that. And he's like, okay, we're having a hot dog. <laughs> so there's totally room for cravings and things, but I think that you really need to try, just try to stay in tune with your body, um, to eat, to hunger, because there's two, there's totally two ends of the spectrum here. I've worked with women who will say – You know, I totally grew up in the mentality of eat what you want because you're eating for two and then I gained 60 pounds in my first pregnancy and now I don't want to do that again. That's actually really typical of who I'm working with. It's almost never, I almost never work with ladies during their first pregnancy. It's usually one, the first one has gone a little bit wonkier than they wanted it to, especially in the weight department. So then they will come work with me second and third, whatever pregnancies, fifth pregnancies. So There's that end of like eat whatever you want that we want to definitely stray away from and say, no, I will listen to my body and try to still fuel it like I'm not pregnant. Like 80% whole clean foods, 20% treats. And maybe, you know, the treats are going to be in there a little bit more than they normally are, but portions still need to be considered. But then there's the other side that I've also seen and worked with where women are terrified to gain weight and want to gain the very bare minimum that they need to, to grow a baby. And I think there's a real danger there as well to be so concerned with the aesthetics and how your body's going to look during and after pregnancy that you might be skimping on nutrients, might be actually restricting food from yourself when you are hungry. So I really think it's the time more than ever to try to listen to actual hunger cues and to really try to still eat just as balanced as you were when you were not pregnant. So I've shared on, you know, podcasts of what to eat during the first trimester, and what I personally do in the first trimester, I'm not having a huge balance of food. It's very carb heavy, like I said, because it's hard for me to get protein in and carbs are just comforting. They, you know, calm the stomach down and all that stuff. So beyond the first trimester, that's when I really encourage you to try to eat a balance of foods just like if you were not pregnant, which means the appropriate amounts of carbs, fat, and protein, as well as trying to get your three to five servings of vegetables in per day for micronutrients. So that is a way that you can help see if like, okay, am I really hungry or are my macros just super out of whack? Because if you're eating a lot of carbs, we go, we go through the carbs quickly. Our body uses them up as direct energy and then we don't have anything left in there to keep us full. Protein and fat are both very filling. They're really good for satiety. So if you kind of need to look at that and think, okay, if all I've had today is like pancakes and then like a sandwich, that's probably why I'm hungry. I need to get some vegetables in. Like I need to have a big filling salad, try to put some protein in there, grilled chicken or something and see if I can stomach this or a wrap. So at least it's like wrapped up in a carb, but it's chocked full of good things. So I know listening to your body is a vague idea and is difficult for some, but I want you to listen to your body within those parameters of like, okay, have like kind of check the boxes. Have I had filling foods today? Have I had any protein? And if you can't stomach meat, I've shared other tips on this in other pregnancy podcasts. You can go back and listen to those too. But look at what other protein sources you can stomach. You know, you'll be surprised. You can get a protein plus pasta or protein added to breads. Like P28 is a brand that has breads and wraps that have added protein. And that's a great time to do that. So we're trying to stay middle of the road. We're not trying to, you know, lean to either extreme. I don't want you to be terrified to gain over 35 pounds. I also don't want you to be, um, you know, taking the, hey, I'm pregnant, I can eat whatever pass. So according to, we'll get down to kind of numbers because I know that's probably what you're listening for, Um, but according to the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, These are the calories you allegedly need during pregnancy. So this is where it depends though what you were doing before getting pregnant because it's not going to say like you need 1,800 calories or you need 2,500 calories. It depends on what you were eating before you were pregnant. And that very much depends on a lot of things. That depends on activity level. That depends on your muscle mass. Like I eat a lot (laughs) all the time. So when I'm pregnant, these numbers are going to be Um, higher than somebody who does not lift weights, say, or have a lot of muscle mass because they don't need as many calories just even at rest. So these are kind of the calories that you would add or not add to what you are already consuming. If you had no idea what you were consuming, if you weren't tracking macros or you just have no clue what you were taking in, this is hard to go by. That's why, like if if you get pregnant and you're like, yeah, I have no clue what I was eating at, This is where some women start tracking just to even know to make sure that they're getting enough. And you can totally do that because here's the thing. Number one, first trimester, according to the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, you need zero extra calories for the first trimester. So that could be a time. I know that's really hard, a hard time to track because it might look so carby and you're like, wow, I'm just eating carbs. Um, But it might be a time to. I personally do not track when I'm pregnant because I know what I'm typically ending up around. I don't need to know that number. But if you do need to know that number, then maybe you want to track your food in MyFitnessPal just to see what your average is during the first trimester. So then in the second trimester, you increase a little bit. Again, I just go by feel. And many of you, I would encourage to try to just go by feel. Eat to hunger, but eat well. That's, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But here's the numbers. I'll continue for you. First trimester, zero. Second trimester, according to the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, you can have up to 340 additional calories. So your baby's growing, typically putting on more weight there and more size, you can increase to 340 calories. Do I think that means like, yeah, I'm going to eat a Sunday every night? No. Again, it means to increase your good, healthy fats, your protein. Hopefully in the second trimester, you can start eating a little bit more balanced. Then by third trimester, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, how many times can I say that? This is not sponsored by them. Um, (laughs) They recommend that you can increase to 450 calories for third trimester. Again, do I personally do these? It's hard to say because I go by feel. I don't panic when I gain that initial 10 pounds because I know I'm a fast gainer. And then I do what I need to do to get through the first trimester. By second and third, I try to start eating more balanced. I try to reintroduce protein, whether that's like actual, you know, chicken and good sources of protein. I tend to also really crave um, red meat when I'm pregnant. And I think I'm typically low in iron anyway, so it makes sense to me. But I know I was like craving steaks like crazy my last two pregnancies. So um, whatever, but trying to eat more balanced balanced. More salads. I always get more into salads second and third trimester to try to get those micronutrients in and get those to the baby. So those are the numbers. If you do care to try to ballpark that, zero calories in the first try, 340 in the second, and 450 in the third. Now, my breastfeeding ladies. So then you're like, okay, now what the heck do I do? I'm breastfeeding. If you are exclusively breastfeeding, according to the Mayo Clinic for this one, you need an additional 330 to 400 calories a day. However, this is totally open to (laughs) discussion and open to interpretation because that's according to Mayo Clinic. I was searching other websites. I have always gone by 500 calories a day and I don't know what source I initially, maybe it was, um, a breastfeeding association. I should actually have looked those up in preparing for this, but I don't know if it was according to the the Laleche League or one of those kinds of things, but I had always, heard 500 calories a day. And that's probably more like what I do when I am breastfeeding. Cause I know personally, I eat the most when I'm breastfeeding than any of these other times. Um, so the fact that to me, these numbers look like you'd eat more in your third trimester than when you're breastfeeding, that does not line up to me. I personally eat more around 500 calories and promote eating around 500 calories more a day, especially for those of us until we're like figuring out where our supply is and everything evens out. I know in the beginning I'm eating like crazy and then it kind of tapers and then obviously when you're, if you are introducing formula or, and, or when you introduce solids, that kind of tapers off and you kind of have to ride that out and see what your baby is really taking in. I'm kind of in that spot right now. My youngest is eight months and I just told my husband yesterday that I was like, I feel like he didn't nurse like at all today and I offered several times um like when he seemed like he was hungry crawl over to me and i'd pick him up but he was he gets so distracted that he really only nurses when it's like quiet and just me and him before he goes to sleep most times like we're kind of past the during the day nursings but i had offered it to him like before i put him for nap for afternoon nap he barely nursed fell asleep i'm like i feel so full and i went and pumped a quick six ounces i was like geez. Uh, are we tapering off here because he's eating, you know, more solids? So that, you know, I'm not going to all of a sudden slash my calories, but I'm going to be aware of that, that I maybe don't need to continue to eat like a horse like I did in the first couple of months. Really, I've done it the whole eight months <laughs> because I am so hungry when I'm breastfeeding. So give yourself that rein too of like, okay, I'm breastfeeding, but not I can eat chocolate cake every day. You try to eat balanced diet, something I've this is funny because it's like an old diet hack that I would never have like promoted before. They really don't have any nutritional value, very, very minor nutritional value. But I bought rice cakes for the first time in a while the other day. So I'm like, this is something that's good if I just feel like I'm still hungry and I need some volume, like it's something to eat for not a lot of calories. Again, doesn't have the best nutritional value. But if, I've, if I know that I've gotten my nutrients in all day, like I've had my salads or my soups, I've had my shakes or I've had my like full- dinners with, you know, the meat, veggie, protein, and maybe a side salad or side soup or whatever. Like I know I've had a lot of calories and I still feel like I need that post-nursing snack or like something after dinner before I go to bed. Like you feel, you know, you're with me if you have eaten dinner and you're like, ah, could kind of go for something. I've just been doing peanut butter on a rice cake with a couple dark chocolate chips. Totally hits the spot. Great little snack. Again, the rice cake, not so much nutritional value, but it's doing it right now. So that's it. That's what I've got for you today. I hope it's encouraging and I hope that it helps to hear how it goes for me as well. I'm only ever sharing these stories with you to hopefully encourage you in that way. And And going with this method of kind of more listening to my body and just trying to focus on the quality of the food, the balance of the food, I've always fallen in that normal range, twenty-five to thirty-five pounds, no matter um, where I started my pregnancies at. Like I said, it's varied a little bit in between, and it's always still fallen in that healthy range. And thus far, I've been able to get back to you know my typical weight um, after each pregnancy thus far. So does not mean again. Right now, I'm still breastfeeding, as I just talked about. I my body fat is still not where it would be um, when I'm not pregnant or breastfeeding that for me usually will drop off more when I do wean. So looking at that in the next couple months, I typically wean around one. So don't, um, you know, everything comes with a cost. If you're thinking like, oh man, well, maybe I should slash slash these breastfeeding calories so that I can lose weight. That's totally a choice. And then you might, you know, your supply might suffer and you might need to switch to formula. But if you, you know, everything's, that's your call, your choice. I personally. Try to just roll with that extra body fat a little bit until I hit a year and then try to (laughs) wean off. That's how we've gone thus far, but I'm open to anything. All right. I hope that this, again, was helpful for you. I do want to let you know I have pregnancy programs and postpartum programs that focus on the physical workout, the physical healing, and um, not really healing for pregnancy, but the actual workouts that are all safe for pregnancy in the 40-week pregnancy program. But then in the postpartum program, those very much focus on healing the core, getting you stronger, and back into the workout game. But if you're not ready or don't want to join either of those programs, if you go to um, my YouTube channel, I have some pregnancy workouts there. And I have a three-day pregnancy workout challenge that would come to your inbox every day if you're pregnant and you want to test that out. It's a good way to kind of test out the program. So if you want the three-day pregnancy workout challenge sent to you, you can just shoot me an email at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com. You can just say, please send me the three-day pregnancy workout challenge and I would be very happy to do so. And again, those of you who are in the breastfeeding stage or uh, might fall into the postpartum program, that's a 12-week postpartum program that just takes you through rebuilding the core and then it revs up and amps up into more strength training after that. So it's a good segue back into more vigorous workouts. I don't just focus on the core and then leave you there. Like, what do I do next? We kind of start from rebuilding the core and then hopefully end up a little bit more where, you know, your fitness level would be 12 weeks out. All right. So thank you for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your day. I will talk to you next episode.